Another prediction episode. We got the day of reckoning. That's less than a week away, and we got to give our predictions for it. Anthony Joshua, Otto Wallen, and Deontay Wilder, Joseph Parker. So, with that being said, Breezy, look, I say we jump right into it. Before we do that, huge card. I mean, there's some fights on here that we would be giving predictions alone if it wasn't for this card. But we're just going to keep it to the co-main event and the main event. Obviously, Dimitri Bivol versus Lyndon Arthur. Daniel Dubois versus Jarrell Miller. Jai Opataya versus Ellis Zor, which, by the way, he is risking losing his IBF championship to fight on this card. So, you know what, IBF? Free my guy Jai. Free Jai Opataya, okay? The dude's doing nothing wrong. His mandatory is hurt. And because of that, you guys are just going to strip him. That's messed up. So, I'm just saying, IBF got to fix that. And overall, we got Frank Sanchez versus Junior Junior Fa. And, dude, it's going to be a huge card. It's going to be a great card. And... I'm super excited for it. Saudi Arabia in Riyadh. It is Riyadh season. So you know what? Let's start with Anthony Joshua Otto Wallen. You know, give me a breakdown of that fight and breakdown of each fighter. But Anthony Joshua, you know, we can always say that he hasn't always had the the best when it came to pulling out that true determination, that dog fight, that hard in him. But one thing I will say about Anthony Joshua, for somebody of his caliber, for somebody of the fights he had, he has a pretty nice well-based IQ. And with somebody like Jared James to instill his IQ and help him improve on certain lacks of his game, which being, you know, getting out punches and not really being able to uh affect and react to show really defensive moments. And um I think with this fight with Otto Wilding, this is a fight to where he can really show us where his defense is at. I looked at Otto Wilding's highlights. Otto Wilding is more likely to get us from coming to the inside. He's gonna try to pick you apart. And he will try to use his head moving in between. But with somebody like Anthony Joshua, I'll say this, right? Anthony Joshua, he still has power. He still can catch you. He can still drop you. He can still put you in uncomfortable positions. But all the while his best, you know, beat in this is to uh to jab his hook. To jab you up, back you up into the corner. And Anthony Joshua, um, even though he fought Robert Hellenius, who was coming off a wilder loss, even though he got in there and didn't really necessarily, I to me, I say this, right? I, in my opinion, think he has proved whether his heart is still there, whether his determination is still there, whether the dogfight is still in there. I say we can see Anthony Joshua going to a nice decision, unanimous decision for Anthony Joshua. He's not with Derrick James this fight. I feel like just along with his IQ and his jab and his defense, somebody like Ben Davidson, I feel like just just the fact that he had that little experience with Derrick James and from now on going off, he will be able to instill his defensive game. And I think, like I said, Anthony Joshua by uh, UD. Yeah, so for this training camp, Anthony Joshua is with Ben Davidson. Ben Davidson is the trainer of Lee Wood. So he is kind of going back to his English roots there, so to say. Both guys are Englishmen. Look, I'll say this. Otto Wallen, I mean, he's extremely dangerous when he gets his opponent on the ropes. You know, he's got a really good jab. But, I mean, when you take all that away, he has great durability. But when you take that away, then I feel like this is a pretty winnable fight for Anthony Joshua. I feel like this is a fight that Anthony Joshua could win before the sixth round. Now, that's nothing taken away from Otto Wallen. Otto Wallen has a chin. So, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes the distance. I mean, he was so durable against Tyson Fury. But in this fight, Anthony Joshua needs to make a statement. 
He has to go in there and he has to at least knock out Otto Waller for people to take him seriously. Now, with Anthony Joshua, I think Anthony Joshua is a very good fighter, you know, and I think the best thing for Anthony Joshua here is if you look at Anthony Joshua's resume, say what you want about him. Besides Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, who hasn't he faced in the heavyweight division? I mean, you go down and you look at the names. It's absolutely insane who he's fought. Alex Povetchkin. He's fought Klitschko. He's fought Andy Ruiz. He's fought Usyk. He's fought all these guys. Uh, Dillian White. He's fought Derek Tresor. He's fought all of these guys. And so I think that when you look at the resume itself, Anthony Joshua is definitely a very experienced heavyweight. He might be the most experienced heavyweight in this division. I don't think I can name a heavyweight boxer who has fought more big names in the heavyweight division than Anthony Joshua. That's just the way that's just the way I see it. Everybody, they probably have that one big fight, but they haven't fought the guys that Anthony Joshua has fought. So with that being said, I mean I think Anthony Joshua is gonna win probably sixth round, fifth round. I think he's going to get like a nice TKO, nice knockout. Now, with that being said, let's get to Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. I'm going to say this right now. Deontay Wilder is definitely challenging himself with Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker is a very, very good boxer. And I haven't seen Deontay Wilder fight many good boxers besides Tyson Fury. And we all know how that turned out. But I'm not saying that's how this is going to turn out as well. I'll say this though. Deontay Wilder and Malik Scott are going to have to create the best boxing game plan that they have possibly had to beat Joseph Parker. Deontay Wilder is not going to be able to come in here. He might because he got that one hit or quitter, but he's not going to be able to come in here and just throw wildly like he used to. He has to be a boxer. He has to stay patient, in my opinion. I think the best way for Deontay Wilder to get this win is he has to stay patient and he has to have Joseph Parker come at him and counter. I think that's the best way for Deontay Wilder to get this win. I think if he becomes wild, then I think that we could be possibly looking at an upset. And we can't have that on the day of reckoning because both these guys need to win this fight. They have to win it, and there's no excuse if they don't. Now, with Joseph Parker, the best way he's going to win this fight is I think Joseph Parker is going to have to come forward. Be very careful when you come forward because you don't want to get countered, but I think that Joseph Parker is going to have to actually come in there and use his boxing skills and outbox Deontay Wilder, which is not impossible to do. Deontay Wilder, if you look at one of his weaknesses, it's definitely he's not the best boxer. He's a great hitter, great power puncher, but he's not the best boxer. He's getting better at it. He's getting better at it. He's shown a lot more boxing skills in the last couple fights than he has throughout his earlier and entire career, but I still don't think he's quite there yet. But that question is going to be answered on the day of record. That question is going to be answered, and Deontay Wilder and Joseph Parker, I believe this is going to be a great matchup. I think Deontay Wilder, his best chances are to knock him out in the earlier rounds. Not saying if it goes to the decision, Deontay Wilder can't win, but I will say this. I think that if it gets to the later rounds, I think Deontay Wilder is going to get a little sloppy. I think that, you know, he might give up a little bit of the lead that he has. I'm not saying he's going to give up the entire lead, but he will give up some rounds, I think. And I think that if this goes the distance, you're looking at like a 116-112 Deontay Wilder win. Which, if you look at that, everybody's going to be giving Deontay Wilder crap for it. So I say Deontay Wilder needs to knock him out in the 7th round or less. In order to have a dominant win and to prove that he is a serious threat in the heavyweight division. And in order for us to really believe that Deontay Wilder is still the bronze bomber. But I'm done talking. I'd like to give you get your opinion on this, Breezy. How do you see this fight go? What do you see as far as skills from both fighters? And how do you see the fight ending?
For Joseph Parker, I'd say his best strength is to get in the inside, use the body attack. Joseph Parker is a very powerful puncher who has very nice technical boxing skills. I see his highlights. He sneaks an uppercut in there. He has a very powerful uppercut that he sneaks in there. It's an uppercut that you don't see coming. It's an uppercut that a lot of the fighters that he's fought hasn't seen coming. And I believe somebody like him, you have to use your boxing skills, but you have to get out the way. Because Wilder, just like you sneak his uppercut in there, Wilder sneaks in there right hand. And we know that's Wilder's most dominant, precious gift is that right hand that he has. So for Joseph Parker, I'll say box Wilder or predominantly, like you said, get in the inside. But don't stay too much in the inside. Um, Joseph Parker, I'll say this. Hooks, jabs, very nice. Uppercut, very nice. Have I seen his chin really tested with that amount of substantial power? I don't know. The fact that Wilder is who he is and he has that right hand. And look, one thing I say about Wilder is I like what he did in that third Fury fight. He went to Fury's body using more movement. He's actually trying to box. And um, just off of that, like, and I know him and Malik Scott been in the lab putting in work. Shout out to both Malik Scott and Wilder because I know they've been in there putting in work. Um, I do believe that in this fight, what we see some body attacks from Wilder. We will see Wilder using that jab. We will see Wilder using movement. I seen the video of Wilder running. A lot of people kept saying Wilder doesn't run. Wilder doesn't run. Wilder doesn't do leg day. Well, I recently seen a video that I think was last week of him doing leg day, running and whatnot. So I do believe this will probably be the best performance that we've seen in the last two, three performances. I truly believe with the Robert Hellenius. We really couldn't assess nothing. A lot of people couldn't really judge or assess nothing because, I mean, he caught Robert Hellenia. So this right here, I think we will actually see why they be able to get in there and show some of that boxing skills that he's learning now from Malik and and really use it up to par. Uh, prediction. I could see Joseph Parker taking some of the early rounds. I could see it. I could see him going in there, using the jab to the body, using the jab to the head, sneaking an uppercut in here and there. And we might even see times where uh whether he's sloppy or not, whether he's tired or not, he still has that power. We've seen it in the Fury fight. He did in the first fight, and we've seen it in the third fight. Power that goes all twill. I say Wilder, a nice flatline KO in the ninth or the tenth round. And that's my prediction. But we will see Joseph Parker do some work in the early round. Uh, I could definitely see that. I think if it goes later, I think this is going to go to a unanimous decision. Call me crazy. I don't know. I just see if Deontay Wilder is going to knock him out, I think it's going to be early, probably like seventh round or less. But, I mean, Joseph Parker is definitely a big challenge. He's definitely gone toe-to-toe with some of the best. Obviously, his resume is not nothing to slouch on either. Joseph Parker has fought some of the best boxers in the heavyweight division. So this is definitely a challenge for Deontay Wilder. It's definitely a name. That Deontay Wilder could put on his resume and say, hey, look, when my career is all said and done, this is the guy I beat. These are the guys I did beat, and these are the guys I did face. So credit to him. But, I mean, we're just going to have to see. As far as, like, the the other fights that are featured on this card, we got Dimitri Bivol not even at the co-main event. That's how you know this card is crazy. Dimitri Bivol and Lyndon Arthur for the light heavyweight belt, they're not even a co-main event. Terrell Miller, who's undefeated, versus Daniel Dubois, who just main evented a heavyweight championship card. He's not even in the main event. We got, this is a really, Jayo Pattaya, 
who's probably the best cruiserweight out there. He's not even the main event. And this man is giving up, basically, his IBF championship if he does fight. And honestly, I just think that's messed up. Your your, your mandatory is hurt. He has an injury. And you guys are upset that he's not fighting his mandatory. And he's taking the fight before the mandatory. So because of that, you guys are going to try to punish him by stripping him of that belt. Boxing is all politics at the end of the day. That's my opinion. Boxing is all politics. Dio Pattaya doesn't deserve to get his belt stripped like that. And I think it's time for us to start treating these boxers with a little bit more respect. That's all I'm going to say, especially these title companies. But regardless of that, I'm not going to get into a whole soapbox opera about that. The bottom line is we get to see Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua on the same card. And this card is going to be day zone. Obviously, the whole thing with Showtime is only coming to an end. It's going to be on DAZN, but you know what? I expect DAZN to do a very good job with this card. I expect them to take this card very seriously considering the fact that this is probably the greatest boxing card that you could ever assemble. Probably the greatest boxing card assembled in history. So with that being said, DAZN, I am begging you, do not screw this up. With that being said, I think we wrap it up here. You know, Make sure you guys keep following us on the Punchers Point, on all social media platforms, on all podcast platforms. You know, season two's coming. We're going to actually give an episode probably a little bit before the year ends on what to expect for season two. So make sure you guys just expect the best that are coming out of us, you know? I think this now is the perfect time to be following The Puncher's Point, to be listening into The Puncher's Point. And look, we're not asking for a million listeners. We want to build a community. We want to build a community that actually cares. And we want to build a community that we could actually interact with. So with that being said, just make sure you guys keep, you know, supporting us, showing us love, following us on all these platforms and social medias. And with that being said, we will keep giving you the best content we possibly can. But I say we wrap it up there, Breezy. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. Make sure you guys stay on point with the puncher's point.